aboard the Fry Bus! You're riding along in our rolling tribute to Coach Hayden Fry, where we're interviewing members of the U of I family while traveling about the Big Ten and beyond. This is an Iowa Hawkeye, not another Hawk like this. I'm here in Iowa, I'm not going any place. If you people in Minnesota could count to 12, you'd have won the game. <laughs> First person I think is a good Lord because I believe in the Lord and I think that he had an awful lot to do with it. Please remain seated and keep your hands and arms inside the podcast at all times. Now here's your host, Matt Reister. Hey everybody, Matt Reister here with the Fry Bus Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Today we're going to hear from Scott Slutsker, who is a proud member of the long line of tight ends that have come through Iowa. There were no hashtags back in the early 90s, no social media, no moniker, tight end you, but we have since become tight end you, and Scott's one of the great members of our tight end core over the years. I was leaving Friday night to take the bus down to Iowa City before the homecoming game, the infamous homecoming game against Purdue, and thought, I'm not going to take the recording equipment. I didn't have any interviews lined up, and I didn't think there was any likelihood that I would get any on the fly. But then I remembered it was homecoming. I thought, yeah, I better throw it in because maybe we're going to run into somebody. And we ran into a couple somebodies. Quinn Early came by again. He's the first episode that we released, episode number one. And I was standing outside the bus, participating in the tailgate, and somebody pointed over and said, hey, that's Scott Slutsker. You need to have him come sign the bus. We have former players who would have ridden on the bus, sign the inside of the bus. And as I pulled him over there, I said, hey, I've got some recording equipment back here. Would you mind letting me interview you for 10-15 minutes? The interview went a lot longer than that. He was gracious with his time. We got into some cool stuff. And so it was just a pleasure and an honor to interview this guy who was playing with the Hawks back when I was in high school. It was also cool to meet his wife and two daughters. They sat in on the interview and one of his daughters said to me afterwards that she really enjoyed it because she got to hear her dad talk about some things that she'd never heard him talk about before. So good to meet Susan and Sydney and Sophie. Sorry if I got your names wrong, but I think that's what the names were. So we're going to make this episode number four, even though it's the second episode that we're going to release. We're saving episode number two for Robert Smith, who lives here in Waterloo, close to where I live. And then episode three is going to be R.J. Meyer. We've got that interview lined up, but we're going to release the Scott Slutsker interview before those other two are done and give him number four. And I know you'll enjoy that. One other thing I want to mention before we get to the interview is that we are currently looking for a sponsor or two for the Frybus podcast. We don't expect anybody to want to put money up to support this podcast or to advertise on this podcast until we kind of get it rolling. We've got kind of a filler ad put in with an organization that I work for for the time being, but eventually we're going to want to get legit sponsors who pay legit money for advertising to what will hopefully be our broad base of listeners. So if that's something you're interested in, in, go ahead and email us at youngsters at haydenfrybus.com. Also remember to hit us up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can search Frybus on all of those and of course, our website is HaydenFryBus.com. We'll also have a YouTube page called FryBus before too long, so you can check that out, even though there's nothing there yet. That's all I got for now. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the interview with number 84, Scott Slutsker. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Reister with the Fry Bus Podcast. I am with 
Scott Slutsker. And everybody has to remember Scott Slutsker, right? I mean, tight end university. That wasn't a thing. There were no hashtags back then. True. It's a thing now. Very true. Yeah. Hey. I, I think um, we, you know, it feels good to feel like we built something. Um, you know, it didn't, certainly didn't start with me, but uh, I'm happy to be, uh, to, to be part of it. Yeah, I'm um, thinking of the line of tight ends before you. Mike Flagg was from Cedar Falls, which is where yeah. I'm from. Yeah. Uh, Marv Cook. We mentioned Alan Cross. Yep. I attributed a play to you that was actually Alan Cross. I'm glad you yeah. corrected me. Well, we, I, I was on the team. Yes. This, this was, uh, I was just still a little young at the time. But uh, you, Jonathan Hayes. Oh, of course. I mean, uh, nope. played a long time in the league. Who else? Um, Mike Titley. Oh, yes. Just before me, Matt Whitaker. Did they call him Bo? Uh, Michael? They, no. They, they might have. But okay. I, yeah, he, he left just as he Matt was leaving Whitaker. as I was coming in. Matt Whitaker was my host. So the years you were here, Al Cross, Mark Russell, yep. uh, Greg Allen, those were guys ahead of me. What years were you here? I was here '91 to '95. And you redshirted? I did. '95 was my redshirt year, and then I lettered '92 to '95. They still—I mean, you watch the Hawkeyes still, right? Every every game. Awesome. Yeah. I, I love to every hear game. that former Hawkeyes are still Hawkeye. I, I'm surprised my—I still have my voice from last week. Oh, you should have been here. I. I if we could have, we would have been. Awesome. I mean, I wish, I wish we had been, but my wife and I were literally, well, she was on the couch jumping, and I was on the ground jumping and screaming. It was uh, fantastic. You said you're in North Carolina now? Yes, Charlotte. Yeah, what are you doing? I'm in medical device sales. Have been for 19 years. Maybe I've only run into the former players that are medical device guys, but there's a lot of the guys that yeah, are doing that. I think it's pretty, uh, medical device sales is very um, goal-driven. Yeah. Um, not not so process driven like some sales positions are. Um, particularly, like pharmaceutical sales, very process driven. You know, follow the process, and then you'll be successful. Yeah. Uh, medical device sales is very much about um, uh, you have a goal, you figure out how to get there. Um, yeah. I think. Uh, You've got a, a lot of independent work that's yeah. done. You're got set your, your own, own pace. You're on, yeah. You're on. You, you know, I'm a field employee, so I'm field sales. So I'm I'm out. Have you, know. you been doing that since college? Uh, no, I, I did a little a little stint with um, sort of investment banking that didn't really pan out. Uh, just wasn't my cup of tea, really. Totally. Um, and then moved into the medical sales from there. I was so, I was so. Six years in the NFL, and then a year to figure out what I wanted to do, and then two years or so with this investment banking firm, and then the last give, 19 with uh, medical sales. Give us an overview of your NFL career after you left Iowa. I, I was drafted in the third round uh, by the Indianapolis Colts, 82nd pick. Um, it was I, I, it was interesting. I you know I had a lot of success in college. I think my I was a little bit of a victim of circumstances to a certain extent when I got into the NFL. I was drafted in the third round in, in 96 and 95. Indianapolis drafted Ken Dilger in the second round, who was a tight end and was a pro bowler right. his rookie year. Yep. Um, so he was sort of an incumbent that wasn't going to be, um, you know, he, he wasn't going to be unseated. Yeah. Um, you know. And they had and they had a lot of success that year. They went to the AFC Championship game that year. Then my rookie year, we end up going to the playoffs. Um, 
in '96. I played in every game. Mm -hmm. uh, it was mostly special teams. But, I remember uh, watching backup, you. backup tight end stuff. Back in the day, back in the day, Iowa didn't send that many guys to the NFL, right. and right. so it's like whoever Iowa guys went for. It was my team. It was a big deal. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. a big deal. And we weren't that far away, which was nice. And my wife, uh, who I met at Iowa, uh, she's from the Chicago area. Um, so we were, being in Indy was nice. We were relatively close here. Yeah. Uh, I got back here a lot more then, uh, obviously, than I do now, uh, living in North Carolina. But um, we were also close to her home, you know, where, where her parents were, her family and all that. So that was nice. That's awesome. Um, where were you, where did you grow up? Where are you recruited from? I, so I, I grew up. I, I, my dad was in the Navy, so we moved around a lot when I was young. But I was born in California. We moved around a ton. But my formative years were really in uh, Long Island, New York. And then I, I went to high school, uh, kind of my the, the real years that count, kind of junior high, high school, were in New Jersey, North, okay. North Jersey. Hayden had a pipeline in New Jersey, didn't he? He had a huge pipeline. How'd yeah. that happen? But you know what? I think that started with uh, Bernie Wyatt. When ah. Bernie was the recruiting coordinator, he's a he was a Jersey guy, and uh, he was the recruiting coordinator before he left to go to Wisconsin with Barry Alvarez. Mm -hmm. um, ironically enough, he recruited me very heavily at Wisconsin. He was already gone to Wisconsin by the time I was being you know being recruited by Iowa. Mm -hmm. um, but there was a huge contingent from New York, New Jersey, and you know, kind of. It's a, it's a hotbed of there's so many people, so there's so much there's so much there's a lot of talent there. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was actually one of the things uh, that Rutgers really regretted was, you know, letting all this ingrown, homegrown talent get away. But mm -hmm. their program was nowhere. Right. Still not, not great. But right. Uh, their their program was really. We'll make sure to tag Rutgers time. in this interview. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, the pipeline from New Jersey. Tell me this: Who did you hang out with in college? Like, I think fans are always wondering: Like, are these guys all best friends? Right. Or does the offense hate the defense? Or like, so who, who are yeah. you, the guys that you lived with or hung out with? So, my roommate was Bob Diaco. Oh yeah. Yeah. Linebacker. Is he still coaching? He is. Yeah. Um, and I'm. I think he may be in, in between positions right now, but yeah. he's he's still actively in the coaching in, in a coaching career. Um, so we, so Todd, Todd Romano, and a defensive guy. yeah, yeah, and a linebacker and a tight end. Those are usually yeah. dogs and cats. You're there, hitting right? each other you know? all day. Yeah, <laughs> but we, you know, we grew up like 20 minutes from each other. Um, we actually were teammates in the North New Jersey All-State game. Uh, you know, kind of our final high school uh, last hurrah kind of thing. Kind we of became, a Pro Bowl thing yeah, for the high exactly. school kids. Yeah, the North versus the South. Of, you know, for the state of yep. New Jersey, and uh, we both had committed to Iowa. And, and you know, it's signed to play at Iowa at the time, so it was a natural sort of connection. Cool. Um, and then Todd Romano, uh, funny enough, a kicker punter yeah. uh, from Florida, and we, we all just became really tight. Um, but we had a really big group of friends, and it was, you know, I think we were all in, you know, in Slater Hall. All uh, football? All football. The second and third floors were all Iowa football. Mm -hmm. And there so, may have been a few other sports guys in there but it was all it was the rest of the of it was co-ed but just those floors were just us so my buddy nate wheaton who owns this bus and who i'm kind of in partnership with with this bus uh he we graduated from high school together cedar falls iowa in 94 and he was an ra on one of the football floors oh yeah I'm and sure he's got a great he's got a great story where hayden basically came and talked to him at the beginning wow. of the year yeah and the message was basically 
please call us. Let first. us know so we can handle it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm sure he's got. He knows where uh, some of the bodies are buried. I'm sure. <laughs> he's he's been sworn to secrecy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, in terms of the dynamics of a team, you know, we just had this huge win last week oh, that's at amazing. Penn State or the Penn State game that was here, biggest game since 1985 at Kinnick Stadium yeah. when it was number one versus number two, and. So I've paid particular attention to some of the post-game interviews and some of the post-game follow-up. And one of the themes that comes out is like, it sounds like the guys on this team really love each other. And there's, there's something like that's beyond just the normal team chemistry. Um, how, how, I, I coach 1A high school basketball, and I'm in my second year, and I barely know what I'm doing. Um, how, and you played sports at the highest levels. How much is chemistry a thing and does it actually compensate for talent deficiencies or personnel deficiencies? Not that Iowa has any right now, but right. I'm just interested in your perspective I mean, on that. Yeah, I, I, from my perspective, and, and maybe more importantly, from my experience, I think, um, my time here, my time you know, in the NFL, I mean, I was, it was all state and other sports also, you know, baseball and basketball. I was gonna say basketball, yeah. it had been. Um, <clears throat> But I think I think that that camaraderie and uh, not not just camaraderie, but really caring about you, you know your your fellow guy is um, supremely important in college. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, NFL is a different beast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a job, mm-hmm. uh, but chemistry is important there, and, and not just chemistry, but you know you really have to have a desire to want to have the guys back next to you. Um, not. I think the NFL can get villainized a little bit. It seems like a me, me, me mm-hmm. kind of place. But um, the teams that really go far, that, that succeed long-term, kind of um, that build something that people want to be a part of, San Francisco 49ers back in the day come yep. to mind, right? Kansas City probably comes to mind these days. Yep. Is that you've got to have a group of guys that want to do more than just make money. Mm-hmm. Now, college is different, and I've, I, me personally, I much prefer college football and the college experience. I'm the same. Than, than NFL. I mean, not having played, but as a yeah. fan, I yeah. prefer the college game. I think, and I think it's all, it all gets wrapped up into the same package, which is, you know, the, the fans, the, the band, the cheerleaders, the, mm-hmm. the community. Um, it, it, it's it's um, special, particularly a place like Iowa and Kinnick Stadium and fans and uh, I think the other part of it is, these are these aren't just your your teammates. These are guys. You, you, they're your roommates. They're your classmates. Mm-hmm. They're they're your family. Yeah. You know we're we're all you know I, I was a thousand miles away. Jersey. I was yeah. a thousand miles away. It was sixteen hour drive. Yep. To get to and from, uh, which we did. You know mm-hmm. enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I went home with Ross Verba. Mm-hmm. You know with with his and his family and. And Nick Gallery, and I mean, and we had a huge group of guys that would just—we were like family. We mm-hmm. did everything together. You know, we we ate dinner together. We every meal, we ate our meals together. We went to school together. We went out at night. We mm-hmm. went home with each other for holidays or weekends or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe we didn't leave a lot of weekends. We had, you know. Yeah. But it was a. Uh, I mean, these are my brothers. I mean, guys that I haven't seen in 20 years, and I'm going to go hug them yep. like and I, had, like right I just saw them. them you know. Are there any that you've stayed in touch with? Oh, a bunch of them. Yep. I've stayed in touch. Uh, Derek Price was also a tight end with us. I've, st- I've, I've been very close with him. Bob Diaco, Todd Romano, Matt Purdy, 
Purdy um, from Cedar Falls. Yeah. He's on the bus on this side. His picture. Oh, that picture yeah, of him awesome. is Carrie yes, Hayden. Yes, Carrying Hayden. Yeah. 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 He was always a attention hound. Where's he at? Yeah. <laughs> Where's he at now? Uh, he's in Illinois. Okay. Yeah, Northern Illinois. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe Wheaton. We picked that picture because we're both from Cedar Falls. Yeah. And we can give a nod to Cedar Falls. Yeah. So Purdy got the nod. That's great. We have a, a text string of uh, that I'm on, a group text that's probably got 20 of us on there from uh, mostly guys from my era, yeah. you know, from the 90s. Um, I've got text strings with some college buddies. Those things are trouble if they become public, aren't they? They can be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it also gets to be difficult when you're working and your yeah. phone is blowing up, you know, and you've got you've to silence it in order to, you know, not wonder, you know, somebody wonder what's going on. Um, you said you were getting recruited by uh, Bear, uh, Bernie Wyatt when he was at Wisconsin. Obviously, you signed with Iowa. Who else were you getting recruited by, and why did you pick Iowa? Sure, that's a great question. Um, well, I my my mother saved everything, and she uh, years ago. Uh, my wife loved this part. She basically came to our house with like bins and bins and bins of of. Uh, memorabilia if you will from like high school high school clippings college uh, college uh, letters um, she can attest to it uh, my wife Susan can attest to it I mean I had one bin full I'm just taking a picture <laughs> just absolutely full of college football letters and and requests to you know come visit from and, all these you know, teams I mean every team just about in the country I mean it was, it was kind of crazy when you looked at it I was like I don't even remember all that um, she had saved all that stuff. It's cool to have. Very cool, um, but but the teams that it kind of that it kind of kind of whittled uh, yeah that yeah. kind of whittled it down to were Iowa. Uh, I, I visited Rutgers. These are the te- the five teams I visited: Iowa, Rutgers, Maryland, Duke, and Notre Dame. Um, Iowa and Notre Dame stand out to me. Of course. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Duke should stand out because it's such a strong academic institution yeah they were not very good at football back then either mm-hmm. um but it was uh, it, it seemed wrong not to visit them because you know so just why not academically uh, i'll tell you Notre to, to Dame, me, maybe i mean from an outsider's perspective yes, is everybody that... asks me this question okay everybody okay. <laughs> um I, I i think that's actually listed in my on my wikipedia page somehow yeah you know, I, I don't know where these things come from, you know <laughs> how they get updated that way but anyway um, I, it was interesting. Notre Dame had just won the national championship, so they were, Newhouse. yeah, they were just, you know, they thought their stuff didn't stink, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they were really high, full of themselves. Lou Holtz and his uh, son Skip Holtz was the tight end coach, and he's yep. the one that recor- re- recruited me. Um, they came on late in the in the in the process, so I don't know if somebody. You know, committed to somebody else. Probably right. committed to somebody else, and they decided to move on, or if they just were late, late to the game with me. Um, I canceled the visit to Virginia. Actually, um, at the time, they were Virginia was actually pretty good. Is when the when the two brothers were there, the quarterback and oh, and, yeah. and wide receiver, and yep. um, they, that's when uh, the two defensive back brothers were there. Also, yeah, played, played for, one played for the Giants for a bunch of years. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, I, Barber. Yeah, the Barbers, yeah. Yep. Uh, Rondé and Tiki. Yeah. I visited Notre Dame. Um, Iowa was my first visit, first of all. Uh, what game did you come to? Do you remember? Oh, gosh. Maybe not. I don't remember. The guys who were at last week's game They'll are going to remember. That. Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> um, I, I don't remember the game, but I remember the family atmosphere among the, the players. Cool. Um, 
and the coaches too. I mean, the one thing about Hayden Fry that we, my parents, my parents were very much a part of the process for me, of course. with me. The the thing that was stuck in our heads the most was it was the family atmosphere. It was how much they seemingly cared about Scott. Yeah. The the person, yep. not number eighty four. Yep. You know the player, the whatever. It was you know, I mean Hayden Fry. I don't know if somebody just took really good notes and he had a good memory or what, but he remembered everything. Wow. He remembered my sister's name, my dog's name, you know, seemingly small little details about my life, our lives, you know, the Slutsker family that nobody else seemed to really care to know or think mm -hmm. about or, or even mention. Mm -hmm. um, that really stuck, you know, in, in, and, and you know what, good on him. Yep. For that. And, but as I got to know him, I realized that's him. Right. I mean, he, he remembered my uncle was a Marine. You know, obviously, you know, he was a... That's cool. He was a Marine as well. Yeah. And um, uh, he remembered my dad's story about my, you know, my dad was in the Navy. My uncle was in the Marines. My yeah. sister was born on the Marine Corps birthday, which which <laughs> my uncle never let my father... Forget. Forget. That's good. Uh, but anyway, and he remembered all that. Yeah. And, and, and that was great. I mean, it's just it just tells you a little bit more about the person that he really is and was. It's not just a facade, it's That's real. Cool. We'll be right back with more Frybus podcast. But first... The Frybus is currently accepting inquiries for episode sponsors and advertisements. If your business or someone you know is interested, email youngsters at haydenfrybus.com. Here's a sample ad from the CC Podcast, also hosted by Matt Reister, which has generously lent the podcast equipment to the Frybus for our first few interviews. Hi, I'm Terry, one of the voices on the CC Podcasts. I want to invite you to check out our free content at ccpodcasts.com. We are a Christian ministry with three different podcasts created specifically to bless you. Even if you're not into the Christian thing, you might want to check out one or all of these three podcasts. First, the CC Podcast Conversations, where we interview inspiring Christians with interesting stories, including former Hawkeye and current NFL football player Ike Budker, along with his dad, Tim, who is one of our radio preachers about Ike's journey to the pros. Second, the CC Podcast Daily Dose Devotions. It's a six to eight minute daily devotional from the Bible that we think you'll learn and grow from. Third, the CC Broadcast is a podcast that archives our weekly 30 minute radio broadcast. It's been on the air for over 85 years, one of America's longest lasting radio preaching ministries. These podcasts are all free and can be found on our website, ccpodcasts.com. That's ccpodcasts.com or on whatever podcast platform Platform you are listening to right now. Have a great day and go Hawkeyes! And now, more from the Frybus podcast. So, so anyway, I visited Notre Dame, and I'll, I'll make it quick. Um, some people don't know this. I'm Jewish. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Um, I'm not. I'm not a practicing if you will you don't but, have curly uh, yeah yeah I don't have the uh, little curls off the side of my face but um, but I went to I went to Notre Dame knowing it's obviously it's a it's a Catholic school um, that didn't really bother me mm -hmm. except it seemed like they were accentuating that at every turn mm -hmm. which didn't wasn't I didn't say it great with me because mm -hmm. I you know it's not not it's not a something I'm interested in mm -hmm. um, Campus was beautiful, uh, small school, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what their enrollment is now. It's like nine or yeah. ten thousand yeah. men. Um, not a lot going on on campus. It was kind of a little, you know, as a senior in high school, it was a little lame. Mm-hmm. It was a little sad. There, I think there was one bar on campus. Um, then literally, I, I, you know, I was asking these guys, these, you know, my host and the other players, um, why, why, do, why did you guys come here? What, what do you love about it? And the only, the only thing I heard any of them say is, we win football games. Yep. That was it. I didn't hear anything about uh, student life or. And Interesting. I, I, I was a young kid out of high school, and I, I never had any aspirations to play professional football. Yeah. Um, the fact that I was being recruited to play football in college was amazing to me enough. Yeah. Um, so this idea that, you know, I, 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 I think it's different these days. You know, I think everybody's got the, you know, kind of their, their eye, their, their head in the clouds. But I was just, I just wanted to, I wanted to get a good education. I wanted to go have fun, get a good college experience, yep. and play football. Yeah. Um, cool. I, all I got from them was, you know, football, we win. Football, football. We win. Yep. You want to you want to win football games. You want to play for a national championship. Come here. Yeah. And and that just wasn't enough for me. And, That's awesome. And, and I. I didn't get that family atmosphere, which is what I really, I evidently, I didn't know what I wanted, but that's what I wanted. Yep. And after all the visits, and the other visits were fine, um, I ca- it, it came down to Notre Dame and, and, and mm-hmm. Iowa, but it really wasn't a, a choice. Interesting. I, I mean, it was, it was obvious to both my mother and my father where, where their hearts were, but they were very, very good about not... Iowa? Influencing me, your parents, most definitely, because of the whole package. The whole package, the yep. family atmosphere, Big Ten football, good ed- good education. Mm-hmm. You know the the, the college town experience mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, and I, he, this was what solidified it for us when when I finally made that decision. Uh, now this was back in the day when it was like phone calls, right. know, Only certain times and all that stuff. Um, Skip holds calls, asks what the decision was. Um, when I told him, he was very angry, and he asked to speak to my mother, and he basically started just completely dressing her down, dressing her down and bad-mouthing Iowa, and said that I'll never graduate, and they don't play real football, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And um, yeah, it was, um, it, it was the perfect indication that we made, you the, made right the right choice. You made the right choice, exactly. And then came here, and and it was everything it was it was sold to be, I mean it, it was it was really that's awesome fantastic. So, um, we always want to get a story or two about Hayden Fry or an impression from and you've mentioned a couple things, but I mean, and we also want to hear like what what is your like if you were to say your best game your best moment as a football player at Iowa, like when you shut your eyes and go man that was that was awesome yeah. Um, I'm luckily enough. I have several, uh, you know, great moments in my mind. Um, I, I wished I could have come back for last week's game because I, uh, I, I think I, I don't, I, I don't look at the stats for everybody else, but I had, I think, one of the biggest games that a, a receiver, period, but a tight end has ever had against any team. But I had it against Penn State, awesome. um, and it was a huge game. And they here were or there. It was here. Yep. Yep. Uh, it, I think it was, it was either seven or eight catches, 167 yards, and a touchdown or two. Awesome. Um, and they, you know, they, they the year before they won the national championship. Mm-hmm. You know, so they fancied themselves as having this amazing defense, and they had they used to have this uh, what they call it was like a hero linebacker they called him who was kind of like in between a safety and a mm-hmm. linebacker, mm-hmm. and they fancied him as being this sort of tight end killer. 
Mm. Um, and and I remember I grew up in New York and New Jersey. Pennsylvania's right there. I was heartbroken when Penn, when Penn State stopped recruiting me. Uh, come to find out, it worked out well for me because they were kind of more like uh, small tackles than they were. They they, they didn't have they, they had uh, one guy that was decent. And that was uh, Kyle uh, something or other. Well, and there was this dude named Jerry Sandusky. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> I, uh, but I, I I was sort of heartbroken when he when when they stopped recruiting me because yeah. I you know my dad was a Penn State fan. I totally. probably would have gone there if they offered me. You totally. Yeah. Uh, just before even visiting yep. you know yep. um, but anyway uh, combine all that with the fact that Paterno mentioned specifically me in the in the postseason and the postgame interviews that that they couldn't stop me that's and, awesome and, do you have and, a clip of that yeah, I uh, somewhere somewhere yeah, that's yeah, awesome. somewhere but um, so that was one I think the thing that kind of really kind of catapulted me into sort of attention was my it was 93 it was my first year it was my second year and I, it was Tulsa. Ryan Terry had run a run in for to tie the game. No, we had no business being in that game. I mean, they had no business being in the game yeah, with yeah, us. Yeah. Um, Ryan Terry scored a touchdown to put us behind by one. Mm-hmm. Hayden Fry decided we're going for two. It was the end of the game. I mean, there was no time left on the clock. That was awesome. The end of the game. Um, Paul Burmeister. I think it was Paul Burmeister threw me uh, threw me a. a a corner route, and I, uh, I dive and catch, tiptoe, for the uh, for the for the two point conversion to for the win. That's awesome. Um, and I, I actually still, I had, my wife just found the picture, of, uh, you know, I, I I got up from catching it. I had the ball, and I'm like this. Uh-huh. Um, somebody takes a picture from behind me, facing the stands, and the crowd is all up. And, and it says Slutsker. And it says Slutsker. I've got the football. You know, it was like, it was it was one of my favorite pictures. That's awesome. Um, I, ha- I have another one, uh, one other picture where I'm diving in the end zone, um, like fully vertical, uh, you know, fully horizontal. Yeah. Um, and, and Ty Law is there. And oh, yeah, he's Michigan. From Michigan, yeah. That's awesome. And it's funny, you're talking about the Penn State game, about how uh, loud it was. The, the loudest game that I'd ever been a part of in, in all the other states, and I played at Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan, all those big stadiums, yeah. and, 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 you know, most of the NFL stadiums out there. Um, uh, Kansas City is probably the loudest NFL stadium. Okay, yeah. Uh, Iowa was by far the loudest stadium. It was, I think it was Michigan in 92 they or 93. They all say that. Yeah. I mean, when they come here. Yeah. Yep. And James Franklin was reminded of that yes, last he week. Was. <laughs> he was. And so um, we... Nine, it was either 92 or 93, whichever year Desmond Howard won the Heisman. Okay. They came here, yep. and he broke a run up the sidelines. And the the it was the loudest that I'd ever heard. It was so loud that I had to take off my helmet because it was reverberating. The noise was reverberating. Now, I know there were more people then before they had adjusted the end zones. Right, right, right. Uh, there were more more, more seats. Yes. Um, but it was absolutely packed, and it was uh, it was an awesome uh, experience. Do you guys, when you're down on the field, I mean, you got to assume all of us in the stands are like, if I was down there, I would just be going nuts, like adrenaline, goosebumps, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, you guys are – you're focused on the game, but I mean, you're noticing that stuff, right? Oh, I mean, I, I think the the times when you notice it the most, it is kind of funny. Uh, uh, in all the football I've played, um, it's the same. You uh, you hear the noise before, a little bit before, particularly if you're trying to hear a snap count, 
or, or some sort of line call or something. Yep. Um, but the moment you the, the ball snapped, everything shuts off. Focus. You, it's it's literally no sound. Um, That's other, awesome. Other than the things that you need to hear. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's a selective hearing, I guess. And then you make the catch, the plays are whatever it is, and then, you and then all, all of a sudden you get the, and it then it's exciting, on. and you the rush, you know, um, you, you you hear it when you come in, when you're coming out of the out of the tunnel, you yeah. know, you come out with the swarm, uh, all that stuff, you know, kind of. If you can't get up for games, then that's it's a flaw within you, yeah, because it's amazing. Hayden Fry, what do you got on Hayden? Oh, uh, Hayden Fry was. Um, I mean, honestly, I think he, he he made men out of us. I mean, he was such a special guy. You can yeah. see him getting a yeah. little bit emotional. I love it. I, uh, I love it. He really insisted on character, you know. Yep. And uh, he made men out of us. He really did. And what? Go ahead. I, you know, he, he he it was everything. You know, he he. He had what was called Hayden Fry time. I'm sure you've heard it. No. Uh, Hayden Fry time was if you're supposed to be there at 12. Oh yeah. You're not Quite there, early was just talking about. If you're not there at 11:55. Yeah. yeah. Then you're late. You're gonna love this story. So Quinn and, early, and that's a life lesson. It is. And it, it will it, it will do you well for your entire life. Yep. And 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 he knew those things and he realized that and he and he instilled that upon us. We didn't realize that at the time. What else is a life lesson? I'm sure you've incorporated this. You already talked about it is just the value of remembering stuff about people. Yes. I'm, as a sales guy, oh, I'm sure definitely. you've dominated that. Yes. I mean, that's a key to it being is. effective. Quinn Early told a story about Hayden Fry time. He said he was, they were getting on the bus to go to some game somewhere, I don't remember what, and he was there five minutes early, and he said Hayden had his sunglasses on, and he said all he did was pull his sunglasses down and look over his eyes at Quinn. He said he didn't have to say a word, but it was just like, uh, Five minutes cutting early. It close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what, that's exactly what Quinn said. You're cutting it close. Yeah. Uh, is there a specific interaction you have with Hayden, or a specific moment in the locker room, or on the sideline, or at practice, or off the field that that sticks out? Um, I, I think when. So he had come to our house, to my house. I mean, it was during the recruiting time. It was he, he had come to my house. Um, had. had yeah, did his, his sort of visit here at, at our house. He came to New Jersey. Um, I think he watched me play in a basketball game in high school kind of thing, and then came to the house and met my sister, you know, my family, all that stuff. Um, not, you know, just my immediate family, my, you know, just my sister and I, my parents. Um, fast forward, you know, uh, uh, Frank Verducci was the recruiting coordinator. He was a big, he was a big New Jersey guy, big yep. New Jersey high school football name, Verducci. Yep. His brothers and his father all very successful anyway Frank was the one who really recruited me Dave Triplett was our tight end coach at the time um, I, I signed my letter of intent the whole deal blah 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 fast forward to um, training camp or you know whatever you want to call it uh, you know preseason mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in you know we, we were practicing the whole bit I, I think I think I don't know if it was I think it was at, at a at a point in time when. Um, this is my son. He's getting money from me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> nice, to nice to meet you. Um, 
my father and he had had this conversation about um, you know my my father played some college football and, and um, just at a small at Brockport in yep, upstate yep, New York yep. and and he had talked about hustle and how important that is and whatnot and there was some, I don't know if it was a play or if it was during like sprint drills or whatever but he basically recalled that information about my father wow and said basically you better get moving I'm going to call Larry and he's going to kick your butt wow and I'm like I mean this had to be a year it was probably almost a year's worth of time in between and think about all the people that he's visited but the thing is all the families he's been to he would have made a mental note I mean he's thinking if this is the son of that guy right I want that guy yeah yeah so just this weird thing that you wouldn't think would stand out stuck in his mind yeah I mean it's amazing you know and maybe he saw me loafing and he realized and he was like uh you know I got to get this guy uh moving that's awesome. you know and so I got I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him I'm gonna tell his dad that's you know? awesome um, so uh, that, he did so many of those things I mean yeah. it, it's unbelievable I love seeing you just get a little emotional talking about him because the reason we have this bus is because my buddy Nate and I uh, who were able to come across it and then wrap it as a tribute to Hayden Fry Hayden was one of our heroes we were nine and ten years old in 85 when it was Iowa Michigan I mean I was I graduated high school in 94 so we were in high school yeah. coming to watch yeah. you play and I mean, you know how that is with high school guys looking up their college football Absolutely. heroes. Yeah. Um, but what it tells me is we picked the right hero. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like Hayden Fry. I, I literally, I'm waiting for somebody to say, you know what? Actually, the guy was an sob. Oh no. And no, there's no. nothing. There's no. nothing. Nowhere. You, you, if you get a problem with Hayden Fry, it's you. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it's not him. One last thing, and I'm way over your time. Oh, that's okay. Um, stand up tight ends. They still oh, yeah. they still talk about it in the broadcast today. Have Isn't you noticed that? that? Yes. Uh, so talk us through I the stand it. up tight end and the value of it and how it's an advantage and, and they don't do it now. They don't. I I I loved it. I think that it was a a, a great advantage. It it was a big advantage in the passing game because you could see the field. You could see when the coverage is. You could see when they're moving. You know, mm-hmm. safeties are moving and whatnot. You can see when there's it's, likely a blitz of some sort. It seems like you would lack leverage. It seems that way. It seems that way. But they had. Um, we we trained very hard on techniques to get to get low. The thing about it is, this was the thing that this the other advantage to it, and it, it was both in blocking and in passing, is that nobody really knew how to defend it because mm-hmm. they don't see it ever, right? Right. Uh, particularly up right there on the line of scrimmage, and, and I'm sure that guy across the ball was going, "I'm going to knock this guy into next week." Yeah. And it just wasn't true. Now, uh, they just they weren't able to because we had a technique where we would get low and and you know produce that leverage, but. They also didn't know if we were going out for a pass. They didn't know, right. you know what we were, and they weren't necessarily sure how to how to defend against it. Did, as a tight end, did any of that play into your decision to come to Iowa, or not really? Well, it did because they clearly um, prioritized accentuated the tight end for sure. Yeah. And and obviously that was true from looking at the receptions. I mean, you know, yeah. and, and also the fact that they, we were kind of 50-50, 50-50 run pass, yeah. you know, back then as well. Yeah. Um, and so they, it was clear that they accentuated the tight end quite a bit, uh, which which was exciting to me. I, I was also recruited as a linebacker too, so okay. I kind of had the choice to do what I wanted. And I actually did play some linebacker. Uh, I got there '91. I redshirted, and I played a little bit of linebacker in '92 when several several guys got hurt. Um, and so uh, I played, I think, three games at linebacker. Um, 
But I realized after playing those three games, I wanted to go back to tight end. Cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. I wanted to catch the ball, you know, awesome. not just in potential uh, interceptions, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And I didn't like getting blocked by those big offensive. Big uglies. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. Uh, thanks to you, thanks to your daughter Sydney and Sophie and your wife Susan, Susan for just being patient and being with us. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, you get back here once a year or well, not that often? Yeah. Uh, mm. It, it, we're going to be. We're going to be. It's been. It's probably been 15 years since okay. I've been back. Well, gosh, I, I'm really honored to have you here, Scott yeah. Slutsker. Thanks so much. My pleasure. God thanks bless you. We'll see you again soon. Yeah, absolutely. All right, thanks. about 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Shake her hand, say thank you, and ride off into the sunset. Find find an old mule. You've been riding along on the Fry Bus. It's time to get off. Be sure to like and subscribe and tell all your friends about our podcast. We even let Cyclone fans listen. Also, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and HaydenFryBus.com. Fry Bus might be at the next big game, so come visit us during tailgating, special events, and keep up with all the latest Frybus news. This has been a production of the Frybus. Copyright 2021, all rates reserved. Go Hawks!